Hey, good morning, everyone. This is the Pillage Pastor, and it's Friday. We finally made it. I finally made it. Oh, my gosh. But I'm uh, up early because I'm heading to the doctor, make sure that everything's functioning all right. I haven't been there for a long time, so getting to get a workout in. And, uh, and uh, yeah, go jump on that scale. Yeah, fun, fun stuff in the dead of winter, sure. <laughs> so uh, what we're talking about today question on my mind this morning is if God asked me for anything, if he gave me one wish, what would it be if he asked you, hey, what do you want? I'll give you anything you want. What what will it be? What do you want, kid? What would you ask him for? So that's what we're talking about this morning. So stay tuned. So I've got my reheated coffee this morning because I still had half a pot left from yesterday. And that's a good thing. See, I don't mind. I'm not picky. It's like I woke up and I'm like, great, I don't have to make coffee. I have a day old coffee. Could be two days old. Doubt it's two days old. It's just from yesterday, I'm sure. And uh, threw it in the good old microwave. And it's nice and toasty and hot and ready for me to sip on as we uh, jump into the question for the day. So if God gave you one wish, what would that be? If all of a sudden you had his attention and you knew he was standing right there before you, what would you ask for? Ask for? So I don't know. I mean, have you ever really felt that God straight up asked you, hey, what do you want? As you're going on and on, maybe in your daily prayers, your brain's working a thousand miles an hour, perhaps, or it's uh, it's a, you know, <laughs> just it's dead like mine is most of the time. <laughs> like, if he were to show up in your ramblings, what would you ask for? Because I know that most of us, we talk and we talk and we talk and we just keep on going, right? But uh, if God were to show up, or when He does, are you even attentive to that? Are you ready to listen? If he were to talk to you, would you be in a place to know and to hear his voice? Well, I know that there's been several times that God got my attention, and I do remember him asking. I'm sure there have been a lot of times, but I think the first time I actually felt that he was asking me what I wanted was when I was getting ready for Sunday morning, and I would always park my truck right behind, at this time I was a student pastor, um, student ministries pastor, and I parked my truck out behind the youth room, the U, one of the classrooms. And uh, I'm out there and I'm talking to God and I'm talking to God and preparing my heart, you know, to teach and uh, have a good time that morning. And I truly did hear God just say, what do you want? Like, what is it that you're asking of me? And you might not have said it with the attitude that I always have when I say it. I say it as if I'm like, hey, kid, like, what do you want? Quit bothering me. It might not be necessarily like that, even though the Bible does. And Jesus portrayed God uh, somewhat like that uh, when he tells us to knock and keep on knocking, right? And eventually that door will be opened. And so we just keep talking and rambling on and on. We want God to answer all kinds of prayers. And uh, and yet Jesus even kind of conveyed them like that. It's like, okay, fine. What do you want? You keep bugging me. I'll give you what you want. Just go away. 
<laughs> but God would not tell you to go away. He's never told me to go away. That I know of. And so I was out there preparing for this Sunday morning, and I truly believe I heard God. Not, this, not an audible voice by any means. And I had to actually stop and think about it. I had to actually stop and think about it. And so if he showed up today, what would you do? You know, there's a story in the Bible in the first uh, book of Kings. There is the story of David handing over the kingdom to his son Solomon. And Solomon's like a kid, right? He's not even 20 years old. He could have been a whole lot younger than that. And he's a humble kid and he's scared. I'm sure he's really scared. And he has this great example, his dad's example. He knew that his dad had built a great kingdom and he's taken it over. And do you remember Solomon's history, by the way? You remember when David got himself in trouble with Bathsheba, right? And he takes her for himself and has her husband killed and then after that he has all this family trouble and including the death of the baby their first baby boy and yet who was the second one born it was solomon from the you know whose mother was bathsheba crazy how god God's redemption and his grace is. So Solomon is freaked out about, you know, taking the kingdom. And I'm going to just like read that. We're going to take a cup of, a sip of our coffee which I should have done a while ago, but uh Solomon's freaked out about taking over. And uh 1 Kings chapter 3 starting in verse 4. The king went to Gibeon to offer sacrifices, for that was the most important high place, and Solomon offered a thousand burnt offerings on that altar. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon during the night in a dream. So God appears in dreams, and God said, ask for what you want, uh, want me to give you. And Solomon answered, You have shown great kindness to your servant, my father David, because he was faithful to you and righteous and upright in heart. You have continued this great kindness to him and have given him a son to sit on the throne this very day. Now, O Lord my God, you have made your servant king in place of my father David, but I am only a little child, he says. And do not know how to carry out my duties. I don't even know how to do this. Your servant is here among the people you have chosen. A great people, too numerous to count or number. So give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. I need that ability to distinguish between right and wrong. For who is able to govern this great people of yours? I don't know what to do. I don't have that ability, he's saying. The Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for this. So God said to him, You know, since you've asked for this and not for a long life or wealth for yourself, like most people, I mean, God's straight up saying this is what most people ask for, nor have you asked for the death of your enemies. <laughs> you didn't even ask for that. But for discernment in administering justice. I'm going to do what you have asked. I will give you a wise and discerning heart so that there will never have been anyone like you. 
nor will there ever be anyone like you. Moreover, I will give you what you have not asked for, both riches and honor, so that in your lifetime you will have no equal among kings. And if you walk, if, here's, the, here's like, hey, here's the standard, buddy. If you walk in my ways and obey my statutes and commands as David your father did, wow, and we all know, I mean, David botched it up. He was a man after God's own heart. He botched it up, and how did God still see him? How did God still see David? Wow. If you walk in my ways and obey my statutes and commands as David your father did, I will give you a long life. Then Solomon awoke. So he's, he's like straight up like meets with God at night in a dream. And he realized it had been a dream. He returned to Jerusalem, stood before the Ark of the Lord's Covenant, and sacrificed burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. Then he gave a feast for all his court. Wow. So he's like, man, right? Ultimately, we do see that he has met with God. And God has asked him what he wants. Have you ever met with God in a dream? Have you ever had a dream that seemed so real? and so even inspiring i've had i've had both i've had dreams that were inspiring and dreams that were terrifying and i believe i've shared one of those experiences specifically meeting with the lord seeing jesus in the worst time of my life worst time of my life meaning that i had willingly disobeyed the lord and was going the opposite direction and god was last chance buddy i'm trying to get your attention matter of fact he gave me multiple other chances but he literally tried to shake me out of my my mindset uh you know take me off of that path and yet I still made the choice, but God clearly showed himself to me. I knew it was him and yet still went the opposite direction that last time that God appeared to me in a dream. And, you know, I was in and out of it, but I know, knew exactly who it was and what he was asking of me. But here, Solomon, again, I mean, there's so much right there that, that we see. Right there, what Solomon is asking for. And so we're going to unpack that. Stay tuned, take one more break, and then close it out. So we see a pattern here. We see a pattern throughout Scripture. But you see this little boy, now king, in his father's place. Dad's handed over the kingdom to him. And what does he do? He recognizes he's probably in a very terrified place right now. He's like, I don't know how to do this. I can't take this responsibility. Can you imagine just like whenever you were in elementary or junior high or high school being given a kingdom? I mean, if you were in high school, you might know, you might kind of do an Adam Sandler thing, right? <laughs> I mean, go crazy nuts and have a good time. But if you're like in junior high and you're a timid kid and perhaps timid, and what would you do? What would your approach be? And so... We're talking about that question, if God were to appear to you today, what would you ask for? So God appears to him. God appears to Solomon when he is just trying to get God's attention. In this, uh, um, in this instance, man, he's making sacrifices to God, and he's going about just that way of worship during that time, that day. And God appears to him at night when the mind is still. 
we might be all day long crying out to the Lord and he's like, well, you just shut up so I can talk to you. <laughs> but at night, you're quiet. Your mind is quiet. It's peaceful. You don't have your phone out necessarily. Sometimes most of us sleep with our phones nowadays. Might not have your phone out though. TV's not on. Maybe the radio's not on. It's, it's just quiet. And God wakes you up. Maybe he appears in a vision. Maybe he appears in a dream. But in that stillness, God has your attention. What do you want? Or you may, might be at that place where you're ready to receive a command such as, don't do this, right? Whatever it might be, he appears and he asks, what do you want? I'm going to tell you this. What do I want? What do I keep asking for? I keep asking just obviously for daily provision. I keep asking for the ability to, you know, build my life the way that I want my life to be built. I ask for the protection of my kids, of course. I pray for my kids. I want them to be led by the Spirit of God. I want a good relationship with them. I mean, I think about all these things to pad my life and to pad the the life of my my kids. These sort of things, right? And yet how many stupid decisions have I made throughout the course of my life? Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe you're missing something because what does Solomon do? I don't know what to do. He says, I don't know what to do. Just give me knowledge. Give me discernment. Just help me lead your, your people. And the thing about this is, is God's like, wow, he's not, he's not like the others. Like he's not, asking for a long life he's not asking for riches he's not asking me to crush his enemies right he's asking me for help to lead my people he's asking me for knowledge he's asking me for discernment and the thing is there's a difference obviously knowledge is an attaining of facts you know it is a uh, a collection of facts without we things that we know and then what god ends up giving solomon is wisdom which is the ability to uh, apply that knowledge in the right way the perfect way and he gives him greater wisdom than anyone has ever had because he simply just wanted to know the right thing to do how do I discern between right and wrong, good and evil? I don't know. I'm just a kid, right? Many of us are still there as adults. We feel like kids still, trapped in an adult body, right? Trying to act out, act act like an adult. We find ourselves like just yesterday, I was in high school or whatever, and now I'm trapped in this old body, just trying to figure out what the next thing is to do. And I'm just acting, you know, acting the part of an adult you know or however you might say it and so in this moment in this day the challenge is this the challenge for me the principle the truth to live by and apply is maybe just today i'm not going to just cry out about you know to just about anything to god which is okay hey keep that channel going god can deal with all your crud Right? God can deal with your maybe even false motives and all that. He'll sort through all that kind of stuff. He's looking at your heart. He knows where you're going with it. And he knows the work that he wants to do in your life. But maybe today, I just need wisdom. I know that I have made a lot of unwise choices. 
emotional choices, done things emotionally my whole life. I have even known, yeah, what to do, what the right thing was to do and felt like I was unable to do it, emotionally unable to do the right thing. For instance, like when you spend money that you don't have to spend, that's unwise. And you might know that I can't be doing this and yet you find yourself doing it anyway. And you're just like, I guess I'll worry about that tomorrow, right? <laughs> but the idea is, is we need wisdom and we need power, power to practice that wisdom, a discipline within ourselves to implement that wisdom based on the knowledge we do have. Discipline, power to implement that wisdom based on the knowledge that we do have. And of course we want God to increase our knowledge, but that's not always going to help us. Just knowing more is not going to necessarily help us because you and I know a whole lot of things and we don't always operate based on that knowledge, right? Right? Am I right with that? <laughs> and so today, maybe that's what we'll ask for. Just ask for God to give me wisdom. I want him to give me wisdom. And I don't have no false motive going on back here that if I ask God for wisdom, he's also going to give me a long life and he's going to give me wealth. I didn't even actually think about that until now. I'm like, huh, you know. But no, I just seriously want wisdom just to make right decisions because I find myself making so many bad decisions. And I don't mean to. I want to do the right thing. I think you do as well. And so, with that being said, this is the Pillage Pastor. Grace come down for such a sinner as I and for such a sinner as you.